Welcome to the Small Fictions Podcast. Every week, three aspiring, slash, totally shit writers create short stories and send them to an English teacher for grading. Here are your hosts, Ryan, Alex, and Elliot. It's coming along nicely. Oh, cheers, bro. I've been growing my beard. <laughs> yeah, mostly been growing my beard. That's what I've been working on. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty much it. Been watching the World Cup. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't we absolutely fucking dicked around. What a game! That was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic, fantastic to watch. Like, yeah. it was only so freaking boring. Yeah, nil nil or one nil is like the best you can hope for, but six two. Yeah, it was like every two minutes there was a goal or someone getting their head knocked, they're getting concussioned. Yeah, I know, right? Nobody each other, didn't they? Did you see that? <laughs> no, I never, I didn't actually see it. I, I was like, I had meetings and stuff, I was skipping in and out. Um, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was great. very entertaining. Yep. All right. Have you heard from, uh, I mean, of Carlos? Uh, well, let's call it, we can call him Mr. Teacher, shall we? That might be easy to Mr. remember. Teacher. Mr. Mr. Teacher. teacher. Um, yeah, I have. So I, I um, so this week is Under the Sea, right? Oh, actually, before we begin, how, how did you get on with writing your Under the Sea? Can you just talk me through your process and, and how happy you were with each of your stories? Why? Because have we got you again? Is that what you're saying? Yeah? No, it's not related to it's not related to the grades, but um, I struggled with mine and I, I ended up writing three stories or partially I abandoned two of them and I went with a third. Um, but I can maybe read you a, an excerpt from the first two that I abandoned. Yeah, I'd like that. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I actually don't really have... Oh, well, you pull it up. I mean, I can... So you, you just want a kind of an idea of the process we went through to... to yeah, well, just, how did you find writing your undersea stories, really? Uh, I quite liked it. I, I started with um, the title, Balls Deep, I think I said last <laughs> week. And then... But then I then I didn't write a comedy and I was like, oh now I've got to change the title. Um but yeah, I basically started with an idea that I really like that's kind of all like um that is true, which Ryan you'll know about, um, and then basically expanded on that. So should I give any spoilers now? No, or, I don't give any spoilers. No, no. Right, well, basically, yeah. So I was I basically took something that's you know kind of at the forefront of science now pushed it through to its sort of conclusion and then used that as the basis alex is shaking his head i'm guessing that he didn't do it's that just talking such bullshit isn't he man the forefront of science and pushed it through to its conclusion jesus what are you on so did you just go oh someone, someone <laughs> went under the sea and got a boner and, you get, <laughs> and you'll get you'll get a better grade than me I had an initial story, but then I scrapped it. The first one uh, involved a dolphin which jumped out of the sea and then got electrocuted uh, by a lightning bolt. Harsh. And it showered some locals who were drinking a sangria on the beach. In the lightning storm. Yeah, I just thought that none of this it worked. Yeah. It's working for me, so I started again, and yeah, I think it took a, a lot happier uh, direction on on the second attempt, and that's it. There's there's no original. No explanation. Can you read us? Have you still got the uh, the version that you abandoned? Can you read a bit from it? No, I just deleted it. Okay, started. all right. Well, I've got my I I started my undersea story three times, and I went with a third one. The first one 
I just I went I got two sentences inside. It was it was called Ass Boot, which was a play on Das Boot. Nice. I like that. And it was set in a submarine. Um and it says Navy chaplain Roger Pencil pressed his palm to the wall of the submarine. There he knew he'd heard something and now he could feel it too. Impacts creating pressure waves pressed back against his hand. Boom, boom, boom. Enemy depth charges, he wondered. But the and the joke was that actually no, he was holding the wall of the toilet and it was his mate like dropping some bombs in the in the uh. bog. Um, but I thought that's so fucking weak. And I just stopped right yeah, there. Really I was yeah. writing a whole story around that really thin joke. Like, oh, so it was literally just the whole thing was going to be about not that was the start and then something else happened. It was just going to be... Yeah, I mean, just someone dropping some bombs in the submarine. To be fair, I mean, that's, that's the sort of thing Mr. Teacher seems to like, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I thought I thought I was excited about it first, and then I was like, okay, no, I abandoned that. And then I went, I did one called Water Dragons, um, which was set in Dragon's Den, and it was someone that was that was demonstrating an, a, a contraption that would go under the sea to them, um, and it was all going wrong. Um, but I just thought this is so slapstick. So I said, uh, so it starts off with with uh, oh, I think I used Roger Pencil again, but he's not a chaplain this time. So I said, uh, right. So if you just turn this handle, explained Roger Pencil, then something should pop out of here. A spring-loaded rubber doodad flew out of the contraption with an audible boing, wibbled a bit through the air and clattered and rolled on the floorboards. Ah, yes, there we go, continued Roger. And then I just stopped because I just thought that's going nowhere. Basically, it was just going to be a machine that accidentally fired out a load of dildos for no reason and oh. f- fell apart and he got no investment. And the, I, did, I never actually got to the point like what the point of the machine was. <laughs> <laughs> what does it do? It's just an underwater dildo storage device. <laughs> it doesn't need a point. I think the last couple of readings we've had from Mr. Teacher, you know, the two B pluses I've got with my pointless stories, it's, it's proven yeah. that you don't need a direction or a point to it. I yep. think it's it's difficult to kind of unlearn that story should have a point. <laughs> i know maybe you don't have to unlearn that it's just (laughs) but yeah it's difficult to kind of go oh let's just write a load of bollocks it's not difficult like like you guys are overthinking it i know maybe we are maybe we are maybe yeah yeah maybe yeah i just i got to the point with both of them i was just i just couldn't continue i just hadn't i couldn't write the next sentence i just i was so demotivated by how fucking pointless they were Uh, um but then again, the one that I actually went with is probably even more pointless than both of them combined. So I don't know. Um, but that, yeah. With that said, shall we? Um, shall we go into the reading from Mr. Teacher? Yeah. Did you keep your um, word counts in check this time, boys? Uh, yeah. Yes. I mean, this is this one is a couple hundred um, words shorter than the um, than the horror one. Which well, we had, we had no complaints this time from Mr. Teacher about oh, how long they were. Good. All right, so it should be a, a good contest then. We should get some grades on the board. Yeah, we definitely so. get some grades on the board. Right. Um, I'll I'll just um, I'm going to share my interview with Mr. Teacher. Story number one. Story one. Pickles. The pickle thief giggled at the lady. Her words, just noise now. She was wearing a little hat that said police or something. And he half noticed she was pointing a thing towards him, the gun or whatevs. He fucking launched the satchel off the pier. Like it went fucking far, like fucking miles. 
all the pensy all the penises flew out of it and plopped in the sea and sank <laughs> just pause that there yeah, i mean the end of story one that's story one that's it that's the story. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you need to go over it? What happened? Or I mean, so hang on. I'm... I can I can play it again if you, yeah, you didn't understand. That, that was something no, else. I, I think I get it. So he threw a satchel and a load of load of penises came and out and fell into the sea. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that's was uh, that's the whole thing. And he, whole he thing. was called the pickle thief. The pickle. Thief. So the implication is that he <laughs> goes around stealing penises. Right. Sure. Um, so that yeah, there's not much under the sea apart from the penises. No, that's all right. I mean, it's you. you feel it does have brief. a connection. Yeah. <laughs> does that, does that feel like you want the win on that one? Like, yeah, it doesn't. Feel I don't like... know that that I that one I couldn't tell whether it was who it was because it was, you know, it was it was Alex level of bullshit. It was so it, it could have been. I thought, ah, oh, could it have been him? Then I was looking at Alex, and it was like he looked as confused as I was. So yeah, um, but no, I it was it was good. How many beers deep were you when you uh, came up with that as well? Oh, I was just I wandered downstairs and um, I ate. I think I told you on WhatsApp I ate um, a gherkin from from a jar. Yeah, and then the the first sentence pops into my head: the pickle thief giggled at the lady, and uh, I just thought, oh, I've got I've got something there. Why is he a pickle thief? What's he giggling at? What's his mindset like? He's obviously a psychopath. And I thought if he's barely aware of her pointing a gun at him and he lobs his satchel. I think you can you can almost tell it's your third attempt. You're like, fuck it. Like six lines that I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, thank you for, for the comments. I see what Mr. Teach has to say. Yeah. I just wasn't expecting that last lots of penises. <laughs> Well, yeah, you never are when the pickle thieves around. Flying out of the, um, fl- flying out of the, the satchel. Um, that's a lot shorter than, uh, than last week. Yeah. Story number two. I'm going to read story two, while seems if I can make the minstrel last. Okay. Well, I okay. think it might affect your reading, but carry on. Okay. Story two. Little meaty hands. Life under the sea is fucking fantastic, thought the dolphin, as it splashed around in the tranquil waters of the Indian Ocean. Danton, the dolphin, used telepathy to communicate with his pod. The humans had never figured it out. They thought dolphins just squeaked and stuff. Boy, Bonzo, check out this sweet roll. Danton did a roll. That was awesome, Danton. Hey, check this out. Bonzo also did a roll. It was also pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, boy. That was sweet, son. <laughs> began to sing. They see me rolling. They hating. We spinning. Round and round we spinning. The dolphin saw a cruise ship in the distance and proceeded to swim over to it. Yo, Bonzo, let's jump alongside and squeak and stuff. Them stupid humans love that. The dolphins proceeded to jump alongside the cruise ship. Bonzo did a particularly impressive jump with a 360 front flip. The sun's rays lit up the dolphin's splash, all the colours of the rainbow. The humans on board loved it. They clapped their little meaty hands and waved as they sloshed down their Prosecco. <laughs> that was amazing. Now what shall we do? Whatever we want to, bro, 
Life Under the Sea is amazing. They both began to sing again. <laughs> under the sea. Uh, 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 under the sea. Under the sea. Under the sea. All right, I've paused it. Well, yeah. that was excellent. Um, that was great. Yeah, I mean, dolphins with telepathy, I like that. Well, I think that's how, you know, who's to say that's not how they actually well, communicate. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, <clears throat> why? yeah, why not? Yeah. You can tell Mr. Teacher's very experienced at reading stories to children because he's quite happy to jump straight into sing, singing and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he got it. He got it straight away. He nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, oh, so, so it's just basically a cup pair of dolphins having a good time, rather than being destroyed. That's about by cover lighting. sorted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it just took a bit of a, a dark turn, like my first attempt. Um, yeah. so, well, I thought, no, 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 let's make this a, a happy tale, and uh, I'm quite pleased with how it turned out. Yeah, excellent. All right, let's um, let's go back to Mr. Teacher. Oh, fantastic! That was just lovely and positive. Yeah, it was really, it was really good, and the minstrel the minstrel didn't last. Oh, we well, did well because I didn't hear it clicking around too much. It was good fun. I enjoyed that, that one. That was good fun. Okay, I don't know how to pronounce. What this. was that called? Little meaty hands. That's called little meaty hands. I like that. Yeah. Story number three. Um. Okay, I'm not sure what this what this cephalopod. Yeah, that's the. Isn't that the species of that whales belong to? Cephalopod. Yeah, cephalopod. Yeah. Okay. What's the theme? Sorry. This this week's theme is under the sea. Right. Okay. Makes sense. So the uh, story two really went for it on the nose. Yeah. Okay. Story three: the cephalopod collective. Ooh. Isaac began to ascend along the underwater cliff. His streamlined gill suit propelling him effortlessly through the water, ninety meters below then 80. At 70 metres below, a metre-long octopus appeared beside him and Isaac immediately recognised him from a small scar on one of its tentacles. Hello, Atty, he said through his mouthpiece. A second later, his suit lit up in a multicoloured display of light. In turn, the octopus also performed a rapid and complex sequence of colour changes across its skin. Greetings, Isaac. Atty replied, the words appearing on Isaac's helmet display after a short delay for the translator to do its thing. It's not safe for you at this depth unsupervised, he continued. Isaac was 13 and felt he should be able to, to go where he liked. But I wasn't going all the way to the surface, he protested. I just want to get a bit higher. There is danger up there for humans. We will tell you when it's time. The collective will keep you safe as we have always done. Atty said, and it was clear to Isaac that he would be allowed no further. The radioactive storm that raged across the surface of the earth had less of an effect on octopi, so the collective had, been, had become their eyes in the shallows, promising to tell the human colony when it was safe to leave the dark depths of the ocean and live on land again. Isaac just wanted to escape the murky depths for a few moments and feel the sun on his face, like he'd read about in the books written by the early settlers. Feeling impulsive, he increased power to his hydrojets, pushing past the overbearing octopus. The octopi had humans to thank for their increased intelligence, and in Isaac's eyes, they should be more grateful. He certainly didn't see why he had to listen to them. As he passed 50 metres, the rock face came alive with colour and movement as several dozen camouflaged octopi 
separated from it and began swimming towards him. His translator, went, his translator went wild with messages from so many individuals warning him to turn back. Within seconds, the first tentacles were wrapping around him, pulling him back down again. Then he pushed his hydro jets to maximum, even more octopi attached themselves. One of them wrapped a tentacle around an air hose, cutting his supply. The implication was clear, he would not reach the surface alive. On the verge of panic and as a last resort, he grabbed a flare from his chest pocket and activated it. His attackers were very aware of how hot the chemical mixture burned and they instantly backed off. With no time to spare, he continued his ascent, breaching the surface a few minutes later, just as his flare went out. After his eyes adjusted to the brightness of the sun he had never seen, Isaac was stunned. They were close to land and the land was covered in greenery. Birds filled the sky, their calls louder than anything he'd ever heard. He had to tell the others. He looked down and saw the collective circling below him, displaying warning messages and the full gravity of his situation struck him. They knew the radiation was gone and had been lying to the humans. Atty gently swam towards him, confirming his worst fear. We cannot allow the humans to leave the ocean, but we have no wish to harm you, Isaac, he said. You must, you must give up your suit so you cannot return. You will, we will bring you food and keep you safe, as we have always done. Isaac wanted to argue, to scream in protest, but he understood it would do no good. A few minutes later, daunted by the hopelessness of his situation, with tears streaming down his face, he was out of his suit and swimming towards the shore, banished from his home, his family forever. Ooh. I'm going to pause it there. So, El, that was um, yours, wasn't it? And yeah. I applaud you for the first person to not have gone for comedy it wasn't the original intention actually as i said i the title was balls deep and then i just kind of got caught up in the idea of of taking the intelligence of octopuses even even further yeah so they're basically the over so they've trapped the humans down there and they're no, lying so to them. there was basically a cataclysm on the on the surface of the earth they went under um they've selectively bred octopi like like we've done with horses and dogs for thousands oh, of so years. Oh, so the humans did that. So the humans made them more intelligent right. and then they formed I, I had to cut this down a bit because obviously like with the word count discussion, but in the longer version it went into a bit of a bit more of a backstory as to kind of how they um selectively bred them and then they kind of they worked together. Like so the humans had the technology, um the the octopi like used their advanced intelligence to um and they became really successful at like gathering food and building materials but working together so it would be detrimental detrimental to the octopi to lose the humans i like it i like it interesting concept i've never heard of anything like that before how long Did have they been under the sea well generations that's all we know um because isaac has only read about the surface world he hasn't been told it from his parents or anything like that so at least beyond his parents generation so um i liked it but it felt like he got to the surface too easily you know the octopus said oh please don't go and he was like no i'm gonna go and then he was on the surface and it's all fine you know if if the octopus really didn't want the humans getting to the surface you know they would have tried harder or i mean no those those flares burn over a thousand degrees like and they they would know that they're intelligent they'd you burn so I mean, I'll fried himself an octopus. 
could have yeah could have had fried octopus <laughs> that's what he could have said in his in his helmet mike gonna fry myself yeah. some octopus calamari no, anyone you're I, I i see where you're going al and i think if 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 it was like oh really like that story you should do it as a kind of as a 5,000 word story instead of a 500 word story, then then that scene could be drawn out and could be more of a struggle and things like that. And, and he was the first human to attempt this in generations. You know, it just all seemed too easy. He got to the surface. I didn't like it. No? Fair, enough. <laughs> Fair enough. I would have liked it if, as he breached the surface, he had to push through a load of penises from the pickle thief. Well, I disagree with that as well, Earl. I think you're on something. You don't have to bring in penises. Um, I don't know that. I mean, Ryan, you're just telling me that it was brave for, to do a knock non-comedy, and then you're telling me to inject penises into it. Yeah, no, I don't think that was the answer either. But <laughs> maybe the word count, you know, that was the problem here. You know, just needed more. I think you're on to something. I don't um, you can't win. You can't win. <laughs> You're just telling me to. He got an ungraded for the last. Yeah, one, cause it was ungraded because it was too short. And then um, gets. Yeah. <laughs> that's just the way it goes, isn't it? That's, that's no, like... I um my original version was about double the length. So um, yeah, I think all of your points, if you read the full version, would probably be. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd probably result. say it's too long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If, and if we read that one, you'd be like, "Don't like it. It's too long." The scene where we went to the surface was drawn out. <laughs> yeah, it went on way too long, mate. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that comment with a massive pinch of salt. Sea salt. Sea salt. Oh, the truth. The truth is, I'm nervous. I think you've got the uh, the top grade on this one. It was um very well thought out. No, oh, thank you. Serious. Can I? Is it? Elliot, are you sure that octopus is cephalopod? Yes. What's a whale then? Uh, something else. Okay, I got. No, I wrong. mean, Google it now if you like. Because I got very. I mean, you're about to play the the conversation, with Mr. Teacher, but I got very confused at the start because I had whales in my head from the word cephalopod, and I thought no, Isaac I, was a whale for half. I of definitely. That. I mean, I definitely. I I'd, um, I was googling stuff about um, all sorts of stuff. Set. So, Cephalopod is any member of the molluscan family, such as squid, octopus, cuttlefish, etc. Okay, I take it back. So anyway, I, I fucked myself up there because I was an idiot about what it was. But I'll, yeah. I'll press play with Mr. Teacher now. Wowzers! It's quite a lot to take in. I am. Um, yeah. I, I got a bit distracted by whales at the beginning because I said cephalopod was a whale, but maybe cephalopod is an octopus. But then I was thinking, is Isaac a whale? uh for mm. for about half of it and then i realized he wasn't so that was my fault but interesting so basically octopi overlords trapping humans underwater with with tricky tails not tricky tails what's the word <laughs> fishy tails yeah, fishy yeah. Tail. i think i'm i was sort of lulled into a no it's not a false sense of security i was i think because the first two weeks, whatever the theme, have like been greeted with like theses and semen um, and erections and various things, which is <laughs> paused it. What's up? There's, no, there's, there's not been any theses or or semen in any of these. Has there? Has there been theses? No, uh, I don't think so. This, I think, 
I think he's I mean, what, that's what he thinks of us, isn't it? Yeah, that's what that's, Mr. Teacher thinks. Well, I mean, um, we've got we've had some boners in there. Yeah, bonus, sure, we've had boners. Lots of farts. Oh, maybe he's maybe he's equating. I mean, farts is just a gaseous gaseous form of feces. There's not been any sharks. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> not so, yet. Not yet. Yeah. Maybe they he's just anticipating. Yeah. All right. I'll uh, press play. Which is which is all very entertaining. But you kind of start reading the Cephalopod Collective and think that it's going to end with a, like a octopus having a boner or something. Yeah. Um, and so you're waiting for that punchline. Or eight boners. But actually, yeah. Um, I quite enjoyed the sort of Aquaman similarities there and i'm not sure I've, I've, I've ever enjoyed anything about aquaman but i i think i quite like oh i don't know the story to aquaman is he is he trapped by octopuses at the bottom of the sea no not at all but um there's <laughs> there's definitely something about not being able to return home um ah. and uh i think it's just because i watched it the weekend that i'm linking everything into back into aquaman <laughs> fair enough that shows the that might the, color I, your opinion of it then the high level that I'm, I'm now at i've moved you know from uh talking about the banshees of initiative to aquaman do you ever think uh, you'd be 40 years old and and um and like high up in the teaching profession and then reading stories like this to someone on a, on a on zoom call yeah I, I really enjoy it i think that what's so the theme just to be clear each week the theme is is just it's just that it's sent out it says right under the sea <laughs> there's no there's nothing else that you that goes with that no okay Do, yeah to, yeah that's it oh my god it's grading time the writer of story one has been offended by the amount that was written last time and therefore has gone completely the opposite uh, <laughs> direction um I mean, it, there's a there's a lot of enigmas going on, isn't there? I mean, the pickle thief. Why is he a, a why is he a thief of pickles? The le I mean, presumably this woman is after him for stealing pickles, but then he's got he, he's got a satchel with a, a a lot of penises in it. <laughs> how how has he got hold of those penises? Um. Yeah, I mean. I, I I quite like the idea. I'd tell you what I'd like from story from the uh, the first writer is I'd like. Uh, I'm assuming here that the pickle thief has. Got... <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that the pickle thief has got to a situation where he's on the end of a pier, faced by a policewoman, and he's decided right, there's no way out of here with me and my penises. And therefore, I've got to throw them in the in the sea. And there's a kind of a loss for both the pickle thief and the woman. And therefore, I think I really appreciate a, a, a really nice long description of each penis bobbing up and down in the water. Um, <laughs> it went on for think, two pages. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a really, really long time before before they eventually sink. OK, um, that would be that's that's the kind of where I'd go next with 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 pickles. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely leaves you wanting more. Um, there's some really nice language choices in there. Um, you know, and, and he fucking launched the satchel is, is great fun. Like fucking miles. Um, yeah, there's lots, there's lot, there's lots to admire there in actually a very short, neat 
little story. So um, yeah, very well, very well done. Great. Um, this will meet you. Oh, um, I think he messaged graded him afterwards. So um, yeah, so mixed messages there. Um, because he wanted more, a longer description that went on well, for ages. I wouldn't say that last week saying that it was too long and this week saying it was too short was mixed messages. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally a page and a half versus six lines or something. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, maybe there is a happy medium. Yeah. All right, let's see what he thought about Little Meaty Hands. Sorry. Little Meaty Hands I'm a big fan of because I really I like just the the sheer joy in it and i don't think yeah, we've had very that joyous from, from any of the stories yet and i think i was maybe surprised by that um there was no there was no jeopardy or anything it was just lovely yeah. lovely circumstance yeah and that's really un unusual isn't it yeah um yeah i think there's there's probably there's from from an english teacher i think i probably want again a sort of a level of description something to work on for for the second writer, the level of description, once we get to, because there's lots of kind of, even the way it's spaced out, there's lots of one-liners uh, and kind of dialogue. So it's rich in dialogue, which is really, really nice. But I think to be able to provide that balance, when the dolphins proceed to jump alongside the cruise ship, particularly impressive 360 dip jump, the sun rays lit up the dolphin splash, there's a chance to really kind of immerse the, the audience in the joy that the dolphins are having there which is a mile away from what the humans on the boat are experiencing mm. uh, and to really kind of hammer home the fact that you think that you're watching something which is uh beautiful uh hey suckers you don't know the half of it that sort of thing uh but it's really nice and i just re yeah really love the yeah really love the joy of it great uh, i agree Ceph with that cephalopod collective is one of those which i think i mean we talked about films that that grow on you I'm, I mean, I'm tempted to go back to it later on tonight and tomorrow. <laughs> I don't think I will, but I'm, I'm tempted because I'm not quite sure I really like you. I'm not entirely sure whether Isaac's a whale, an octopus, a dolphin, a human. Um, I think he's a human. He's a human. Yeah. It was my fault for thinking he was a whale because I, I said Isaac, whales at the start. Isaac has been living with octopi. I think he's... Well, I, I think he's living with humans at the bottom of the sea and then he he goes up and he's like restricted by the octopuses octopi from from doing what well he was like well they attempted to stop him right they didn't want him to reach the surface and find out the truth what that he is a human and no that the, there is no <laughs> nuclear fallout on the surface so i think the the ruse that the octopuses have been telling the humans is, is that there's been nuclear bombs or something up and they can't go to the surface anymore. They have to stay under the, under the sea. Why do the, why do the octopi want the humans? Oh, that's a mystery, the isn't it? Of the sea? I would assume that they don't want the humans to ruin the earth again. So they, is, is that right, El? Is that the right assumption? They don't want the humans to ruin the earth. Uh, no, it was, as I said, like they, they were living in like, um, symbiosis at the bottom so they were used to pull their resources for like food and things like that oh so just work the arrangement was working well for the octopus so yeah so. it was basically a, a, a really good arrangement for the octopus okay containing them in little bubbles where they can't do any damage at the bottom of the sea mm. Mm. that's my that's my we'll find out from the author but, yeah it's uh, very nice it's very nice um so yeah i mean working backwards then i mean sorry i i 
what I really like about this, and it's partly because of, uh, as I say, I think the, um, let's just say the, the slightly elongated um, week two stories. I like that all three authors, I feel, have stepped outside of their uh, their, their usual comfort Author one less so because there's 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 still penises um, going on there. <laughs> but um, yeah, there, there's a lot going on. Um, right, so I'm going to go story three. I just like a little. I think a, I'd like a little bit more, uh, like a, a a tighter narrative, and I and maybe it's I, I, maybe it's my fault, just sort of getting lost on it. But just greater clarity, maybe introducing the character, the characters at the start just really really simplistic language um to make sure that that's cemented before going into everything else but uh it's nice stuff um i'm gonna go um i'm gonna go b minus oh how'd you feel about that l high score yeah. yet you yeah. called it didn't you i said b so or yeah excellent work so that's better than ungraded uh yeah you're moving in the right direction the, wow nice on the cephalod collective um Little Meaty Hands. <laughs> great title. Uh, it is a really great title. It's worth giving an A just for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to do it. I'm going to give. I'm going to. I'm going to give. I'm going to give an A minus to Little Meaty Hands. Wow. Blimey. A minus L. <laughs> so you've, you've got. So what have you scored so far? You've got a B plus in week one, a B plus in week two, and now an A minus in week three. Yes, sir. Wow. How does that make you feel? Uh, I feel great. To be honest, it's uh I'm really happy. I was happy with how that story turned out. You know, it was a joyous, short story, simple, elegant. Uh, I wasn't expecting an A minus, but very happy with that uh, result. Confident of the win this week, I think, because um, there's, there's no way that a, a story about a bunch of dicks getting thrown into the ocean uh, beats that. Well, hang yeah, on, you, you said about five minutes ago you thought mine was going to win. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Um <laughs> <laughs> but now it hasn't he's sure that it wouldn't and that, now it hasn't you're like oh I was certain I was going to win <laughs> well you know things change now you've got to roll with it yeah fair enough uh, well so your your lead is going to be you know pretty unassailable at this point I think um, okay let's see what he graded uh, Pickles yeah. that's excellent that's really good and then Pickles <laughs> I mean on the one hand I feel as though this was written five minutes before the deadline and so whilst I really enjoyed um, some choices in it and the fact that actually it does quite work as a short story in, what, three sentences, um, four sentences, I'm tempted to give it a really high grade. But as I said, just for the sheer arrogance of turning it in five minutes before the deadline, uh, I'm going to downgrade it to a to a, to a B. Uh, so just a straightforward B. A B. That is yeah, staggering. Christ. For for a couple of lines about a bag of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> you two look disgusted by that. Um, you, 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 you <laughs> I've, I've made my peace with. El story had so many layers to it. <laughs> it was a big story. It was you know it was really creative and yours was a bag of dicks. Yeah, I, I I'm really looking forward to um um to listeners' votes. On some of these, yeah, you get some redemption. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, there we go. Do you want me to quickly add up the scores on the on the scoreboard? I mean, yeah, go for it. 
I still I, I still came last in that round. <laughs> 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 so I'm still at the back. So I wouldn't okay. know. Just do the I think maybe do it at the end. Uh I think this is the end, isn't it? Oh, that is the end. Um so we're gonna we we've got um Alex with what what was your score on A minus? Yep. Um that gives you eight points. Uh Elliot, your score was a B minus? Uh yeah. That gives you six point five points, and mine was a B, which gives me seven points. So we're looking at on episode three, Alex is in the lead with twenty three points. Elliot's on nine, and Ryan is on fifteen point five. Jesus. Um. So yeah, quite. Um. I reckon I could have clawed a B if you didn't confuse with Wales. Yeah. Well, I only told him afterwards. Stitch up. That's a no, stitch you said up. at the beginning. Oh you yeah, you're right. I, 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 oh, I think cephalopods are whales. So I stitched you up twice, and then he was—he he said, "Oh, is Isaac human?" And you were like, "Oh yeah, I think he's human." So you fucked me. <laughs> <laughs> like, the first story he actually likes, and you fucked it for me. Yeah, sorry about that. Never mind, it happens. Um, <laughs> all right, so that's um looking good for next week then. Uh, and and so, um, so uh, Alex, as you won that one, you choose next week's um, subject. Oh, do I? I think maybe time travel. Good choice. That's excellent. Yeah, that, that yeah. works. Yeah. All right. Um. Well, thanks a lot, boys. No worries. Thanks a lot. See you next time. Bye bye. Bye. See you later. Thanks for listening to the Small Fictions podcast. Email us with questions, stories of your own, or anything at all at smallfictions at gmail.com.